hey, to all my female baggage droppers out there, I have a question for you. Do you like gold or silver? Well, at Brienne and Company Jewelry Store, you can find anything that you like. That's right. Brienne and Company is a jewelry boutique that has durable minimalist jewelry. She uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, and of course, precious metals. And these are all quality handcrafted designs by Brienne Light herself. Go and visit her at her website, brienneandco.com, or go to her Instagram that's always popping, at Brienne and Company. Thanks, Brienne. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast with me, your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfork. And if you are on YouTube and Facebook, please consider giving a brother uh, a thumbs up and subscribe. And if you are on any uh, podcast platform, give a brother five stars and give me some feedback as well. Go ahead and subscribe to my channel. This is a show where I talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you a beautiful, beautiful queen right here, Tamina Ward. She is from Danville, Illinois, and left for the Marine Corps at 20 years old. There she had, she was a military occupational specialty with uh, coaching and counseling Marines and spent the last 20 years in the Marine uh, in the military. She created an app called Black Therapy Love and it connects black therapists to black people. And now she's a communication and life coach, showing uh, helping people show up in their business and their lives, helping people develop their voices with speaking. But she has two very other important jobs, ladies and gentlemen. She has been married for 17 years. That's right, she's a wife and the mother of two outstanding kids, a boy and a girl. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Tamina Ward. What's up, Tamina? Hey, that was an amazing, amazing introduction, my brother. Well, I appreciate that. I was only speaking the truth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone is listening and wasn't hyped by that intro, I'm just saying, it's, it's time to get up. It's time to go. Let's go. <laughs> so, so silly. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, first off, for having me on your show. You know, I appreciate being a part of wonderful podcasts such as this, being able to speak to amazing individuals such as yourself. It gives me, it gives me great, great pleasure and joy to be here. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. Please believe that the pleasure is, is all mine. And for my, uh, myself and my, all of my listeners out there, thank you so much for your service in the, in the military and joining the Marine Corps. Uh, I, we, we really appreciate you protecting us and, and you know, just sacrificing that time um, and energy for the country. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, hey, we, we you know, it is a selfless duty, mm. but once we're in and when we're in there, we know that it's part of, it becomes our purpose and, and we're grateful and we're happy to serve our country. So we, we appreciate the support of everyone that does support the military. We definitely need it. And there's plenty of sacrifices. You use that word greatly. I appreciate it because there are plenty of sacrifices that the military members make every single day. We, we hear the saying, freedom is not free. And I absolutely believe it. And I, I know, because I've experienced some of it. So thank you. I'd like to introduce myself. Yes, my name is Tamina Ward, born and raised from a very small town called Danville, Illinois. Very proud of it, very proud of uh, where I'm from. Um, so I grew up in a single parent home and I was determined to make something of myself. Growing up, of course, you know, the narrative is college degree, college degree, you have to get a degree in order to be someone or to make something happen in your life. And being from a single parent home, we didn't have the money. We didn't have the funds for me to go and pay for college. So I was uh, I was an assistant manager at Foot Locker working in the, uh, the Indianapolis, Indiana store, one of the stores in there. And there's a recruiter that came in and he was talking that, that good talk. And he also mentioned education. So knowing that the Marine Corps, the military would help me to reach my education goals, that was my reason for joining the Marine Corps. Um, so I was able to get my degree because I knew the benefits, great, great benefits. Um, so, and that was my main reason for joining. And yeah, I didn't see myself spending 20 years in the Marine Corps, but 
I found my purpose while in the Marine Corps. So I, I kept going and that's what motivated me to, to keep going with that. So what school did you end up going to and what, is, and what um, degree did you graduate with? So I went to Park University, very military friendly school. It's out of uh, Missouri. And I have my, my degree in uh, human resources and management. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you <laughs> were just ready to run companies and, and do the things since you were out of college. When did you graduate? You know, since you had to serve and how did that work with you being like serving in the military and going to school at the same time? Yes. Yeah, so that's not the norm that, you know, people go to school and do four years and finish their degree in four years. When you're in the military, we have a lot of other obligations. So it took me some time to actually graduate a few years back. I, I got my degree, finally finished it up. We have deployments and detachments and other things that we do. So sometimes it takes us a bit longer to get our degree, but we have that perseverance and that determination to get it done. And that's what I came for. So believe me, I definitely walked out the core with what I came in for prior to. So very grateful, very grateful for the benefits. Um, I loved that decision that I made. That decision helped to make me, to mold me into the strong person that I am today. So this is not a military ad or a Marine Corps ad. <laughs> However, um, if you are looking for direction, if you are looking for assistance, if you're looking for a place of belonging that you really can't find anywhere else, you can definitely find it in the Marine Corps and some of the other branches of service. So it's unbelievable. What helped you find all those things in the Marine Corps? Having good leaders. Oh my goodness. And, and because I had good leaders, I became a good leader. I was promoted every time I was up for promotion. Some of us get passed over for promotion, maybe some things that they didn't do right or some things that they didn't learn, but I was blessed to have great leaders that took me under their wing, that taught me what they knew, that spoke life into me at times when I was down, when I may have been frustrated or discouraged. So having those people in my life, which is why it's so important to have good people around you anyway, Good people like you, you know, you're speaking life into people with what you're doing in your podcast and your purpose. So I became good because good people poured into me. Into, mm-hmm. in the Besides them pouring into you, what else made them good leaders? Um, fairness, dignity, you know, being able to walk the walk, not only talk the talk. You know, sometimes you run into people and they tell you what to do. And then five minutes later, you're like, wait, but you, you just told me. Right. You know, we when we talk about being a leader, it starts with setting the example. So not only did I hear what they said, I saw what they did and I was able to emulate my actions off of some of the things that they did, like, you know, taking care of people, showing up even after hours. That's what that means is being there when, you know, people don't think that you're going to be there the most. Hey, so showing up, that's and. And being having integrity, mm. that's super important. So, like, uh, when you were in the military, you were a military occupational specialist or a specialty. You said specialty, yes. That's the specialty. Yeah, that's our, our job. My job was a career counselor. So, like, with with you being a career counselor, what exactly did you do for the Marines that came into your office? So, <laughs> I helped to motivate them. <laughs> um, I helped to to push them, we were counselors. So not only did we did we do with, deal with their jobs, but we also helped to deal with their personal lives. So Marines would come in and I dealt with retention. So we were all about doing the paperwork to make sure that they stayed in the Marine Corps. We helped them to get to certain duty stations like Hawaii, like where you are, because <laughs> it's cool and everyone wants to go to Hawaii or Japan. So I was like, a, I was a catalyst in between the Marine and higher echelon as far as getting them help with what they were trying to do, keeping them the good ones retained in the Marine Corps um, and, and just encouraging them to that, you know, the Marine Corps could still provide what they were looking for if they stayed in the Corps. So a bit of coaching, a bit of mentoring, a bit of counseling, some motivation when they needed it. Um, so just being a part of their lives and, and helping them to make those good decisions uh, as i told you earlier on when we when we first met i was a teacher uh middle school teacher and also an athletic director and i found that 
seeing or guiding a, a child through their the years of school was one of my biggest joys to be able to sometimes take them by the hand and guide them through something but also show them away and give them different paths or maybe shift their mindset in a certain way with different ideas and consciousness what was the most rewarding thing for you as you were that uh, mos I think the most rewarding thing for me, and there was a lot, so I'm trying to kind of trying to narrow down it, narrow it down to one. Um, uh, tell them all. It's all good. <laughs> tell it. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes when you have young people, and of course the the military has a, a lot of young people because they don't have much direction. Some of them are are still trying to find themselves and find out what they really want to do with their future and with their lives, but to be able to help them uh, discover some of their inner gifts. You know, there's, there was some, um, some of them that walked around and you could just see that they were strong, that they had the, the mental strength inside and to be able to speak life into some of those that didn't realize that they could do certain things themselves. Like drill instructor duty is one of the toughest duties. That's when you actually go and, and train the recruits you're there at four o'clock in the morning, all the way to five, six in the evening. So long hours, no sleep, lack of food, right? But the impact that they're making on those young men and women that are joining the Marine Corps is immeasurable. So there were plenty of times where I would see that in certain Marines and see that in certain people. I'm like, I, I see the drill instructor in you. I, I see you, you're going, you're going DI, right? And I'm like, oh no, Master, I couldn't do that. I don't want to do no, I see you as a drill instructor. I see the way you carry yourself. I see the inspiration that you have for what you do. I see how, how, how you could make such a difference in the future lives of others. So I think being able to speak that into some of the Marines that didn't see it for themselves, that right there was one of the most rewarding experiences that I had and that I'll never forget because when they did go ahead and, and listen and, and do and act on my guidance, they realized that they did have it all along. So, yeah. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Like, so the life that your mentor has spoken to you, you did the same with those, those Marines that came into your office as well. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. Uh, now we talked about some of those sacrifices that you made throughout, or um, we, we said that you have made some sacrifices throughout those 20 years in the military. What were some of those sacrifices that you had made? Just so we can also get an appreciation for just a, a glimpse of what you all go through uh, and uh, the, the hardships of it all. I thank you for this question because a lot of times we, we go through our careers and we don't share some of these struggles. We don't share some of the, uh, the, 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 the struggling times that we go through. One of my biggest ones was uh, I deployed in 2005 and I left a week after my daughter's first birthday. So she had four baby teeth in her mouth when I left. <laughs> I deployed for almost set for eight months, almost eight months. And when I came back, she didn't know me. She didn't know who I was. You know, she had been raised by her father for that time when I was gone. And when I got home and looked in those little eyes, I had to coerce her to come and hug me because she wasn't sure, you know, hey, hey dad, who is this lady, right? And, and even after a couple of days of being home, she's like, um, I think I know who this is. And yes, you know, she saw pictures. However, you lose that connection when you leave for so long and you have to reintegrate yourself back into the lives of your family. So that was very, very tough for me as a mother to leave her at such a young age. And then to even to not even know if I was going to make it back to her being deployed. We were bombed regularly over there. So that was, uh, that was pretty tough. There were many nights where I cried myself to sleep, missing my child. Um, but that was definitely one of the biggest sacrifices that I made while in th during my 20 year career. Dang. And like, so throughout that time of you building that relationship with your daughter, 
how long did it take before you guys finally gained that relationship back where she was like, oh yeah, I I love this person, you know? <laughs> right. I'd say probably about, maybe about three to four weeks. Okay. Something like that. You know, kids are, they're, they're so resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but she just, she was so young. Her mm-hmm. memory, she didn't, you know, I think this is mom. Not sure if this is mom. I don't know who this lady is. So mm-hmm. it took a little bit, but um, and, and it was a little hurtful at first, mm-hmm. but it, it took a little bit. And, yeah, and, and we, we got right back into the swing of things once I got home. Yeah. Amen. The, so you talk about having that distance away from your family, your family just isn't your daughter, but of course your husband. And how did you all, like, what was communication like between you all? And how did you guys overcome that obstacle of the distance and the time that you uh, all have from one another? Yeah. So communication back then was a lot of email, um, a lot. Sometimes we were able to do video teleconferencing, not too much. Um, and I, I look, I, I bless some of the other military members that weren't even, even able to, to do that, you know. So based off of where you were over there, you, you had little to no communication when it comes to being able to, to speak with your family back home. So I, I, I had access to a computer. So we emailed quite often. Um, we did do VTC here and there. But that wait, 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 wait. you just can't go over an acronym and not explain it to us. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> VTC, just video teleconferencing. <laughs> you know us in acronyms. I know. It's just throwing them out. MOS, VTC, like, what? What was, what was that again? And I'm, I'm working on deprogramming myself. <laughs> we are so programmed in everything we do, and especially coming out of the military. But so we had a little VTC here and there. Um, but that distance, that distance is a different distance than just a regular long distance relationship. You know, this distance is a life and death type. I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it back to you type distance. So the conversations are different. You know, the, the, some of the, the insecurities that we go through when we're in long distance relationships, um, you know, other worries, minor worries and pettiness that we deal with. When you have a military member that is overseas like that, it's a different type of conversation. It's a, I love you conversation all, all throughout. It's a, I need you conversation. I appreciate you conversation. So it's different languaging when you're separated by a regular long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. And we made it through, it was tough. It was definitely tough, you know, cause I respected him for being a single parent, raising a one year baby. <laughs> Look, we already didn't know what we were doing together. So now you're gonna separate us. <laughs> so you know he had to be a single father so I had to make sure that I was affirming him and and the job that he was doing along the way as well so it was tough but we did it sounds like you guys had a whole lot of gratitude and appreciation appreciation for one another and that gratitude for what you all do for one another that's beautiful you know you talk about heart uh, uh distance makes the heart grow fonder well also, it's those as life and death situations, like you said, they also make the heart grow fonder. I yeah, definitely, absolutely. I definitely, I had a little brother that passed away in 2013. And while he was going through his battle with cancer, I, I like loved him and paid that much yeah. attention to anybody, not just him, to anybody, you yeah. know, throughout my whole life, you know. Um, so it's, it's that thing where if you, if you don't know when the, the last day that you're going to have a conversation with someone you appreciate every single one of them. Yes. Yes. That's uh, that is beautiful for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, now you come back over and you create an app. You, you are a woman of service through and through. Uh, so you create an app called black people therapy that connects black therapists to black people. Tell us about that and that idea and that execution of how you did that. Yeah. So it, it was many years later. I'd say probably about three or four years ago, um, you know, and we we have mental health issues. And in the Black community, we have mental health issues. And sometimes we don't prioritize our mental health issues over other things that's important in our lives. Um, as a military member, I have anxiety. My family members have anxiety, bipolar, you know, just 
you name it, right? Um, and none of my family members had ever sought out a professional therapist. So I wanted to create some sort of system to make it easier because there's already, there's a stigma in every community, in every ethnicity. We, we sometimes we, we feel like it's a sign of weakness, but it's a sign of strength to actually ask for help. It's a sign of strength to understand it. It's okay to, I'm, I'm not okay. And guess what? She's not okay today. He's not okay today. And we can all make it through this together. So I wanted to create a platform to allow the black community to be able to reach and connect with black therapists easier because it's already there with the stigma. It, we already don't want to find one. And sometimes it can be difficult to find one that understands your background, your dynamics. So you're not having to re-explain some of the cultural trauma that you've already had because if you find a black therapist and you can go ahead and, and talk to them already and they, they, they already know, look, look, this is what I've dealt with. Yes, single parenthood. Yes, father wasn't there. Yes, struggled growing up, right? L lived so, around drugs and violence. Around so, drugs. You know what I mean? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Had, you know, so many strikes against you, had to figure it out on your own. Sometimes you were raising your, your siblings because one parent was out there, yes. So there's a lot that we have dealt with, but understanding that our struggles can be our successes. So I wanted to make sure that we had an outlet to be able to reach some black therapists and connect on that level, so. That is beautiful, wow. So, I mean, it, I, I haven't heard anything about you being a tech genius as of yet. So how are you able to like create this app and be able to connect these people? <laughs> No, nah, bro. No, no, no. Now your, your sister's not a tech genius. Okay. Uh, so, so if anybody's listening and they, and they want to talk to the sister about what I need on some other technical stuff, hit me up. <laughs> um, so for, so for the listeners, there are plenty of platforms that are out there where you can create an app without coding. And that's what I did. So there are things called apps without codes. Um, there's a platform called Mighty Networks, and that's where the app is being hosted. And you can set up a, a community and you can download the app easily on your phone. So it doesn't go in the app store. So you don't have to worry about pop-ups. Can, you can easily send the link to someone and it can transfer and they can download it on their phone just by downloading the link. So it's simple, it's easy, and it's inexpensive. So <laughs> because they know anybody got, you know, $60,000, $70,000 right now. <laughs> Uh, and that's really what it costs when you're talking about trying to build an, an app from scratch with coding. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously you've done the research and uh, yeah. that's the thing, you know, when you when you want something, especially now with the tech, technology age and the information age, you Google that bad boy and you can find yeah. you can definitely be hey. resourceful out there. Google so you say what? Google is your friend. Amen to that. Hey, shout out to Google. Shout out to YouTube. I love you all out there. Um so like, let us know some stats, how many therapists are on there? How many people have you helped? Uh, you know, and, and when did you, when did you um, establish this uh, app and company again? Yes. Yeah, so the app is about two years old. Um, there's six therapists in there. Um, so I have uh, one in North Carolina, a couple of them out here in Cali, um, one in Texas. So when you're thinking about a therapist, um, make sure that you find a therapist that's in your state. If someone tells you over the phone, online, that they can help you from a different state, they have to be certified and have their license through that specific state. So um, there's about, a, about 150 people that are on the app, using the app. Um, so, and, you know, people contact me all the time. And if for some reason they contact me and we don't have a, a therapist listed in the app, what I'll do, I'll go on some of the other sites that I'm aware of, and I will help them find a therapist that's in their state. So that way, they're still getting help. You can still join the community. We're, we're loving on each other. If you're having a bad day, you come in there for, for motivation. There's uh, one of the therapists, his name is Damon. His name is Damon Avenger. And I tell you, like his, his memes and the stuff that he posts make you, make you feel charged. Like, okay, that was good. I needed to hear that today. I need to see that today. So yes, that, that's what it's about. It's about the, it's about a community. 
It's about ensuring that we know that, you know, no one is okay all the time and that's okay. And we can all make it through together. Amen. Amen. And, and once again, you all out there, it's called Black Therapy Love. Go ahead and, and get that app and, and and get some help. You know what I mean? If, if you're not okay right now, if you're not okay, if you know someone that is not okay, go ahead, upload uh, Black or download Black Therapy Love and, and connect with someone that's in your state or connect with Tamina so she can go ahead and get you in touch with someone. Now, you transitioned. You got out of the military and you're like, I need something different. Yeah, but not really different because you're still doing the you you were an MOS, a military occupational specialty in the military for the Marines. You coaching and counseling the Marines. And now you've transitioned to a communications and life coach, showing people how to show up in their business and in their lives and helping people to develop their voices with speaking. Tell me about this transition that you got into entrepreneurship all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And mo- that, yes. <laughs> so transitioning. I, yeah, I, you know, after spending 20 years coaching and counseling the Marines, I found my purpose. People are my purpose. Uh, you know, and that's why I got my degree in HR. And I had even tried to dabble into HR a little bit once I got out and I ended up in a, a section that didn't have people. And I was like, wait, human resources, we're supposed to, where, where the human at? Where the human at though? <laughs> where, where they at? Cause that's, that's what I need. That's, that's what I love. That's what I thrive on, you know, and by helping all the Marines that gave me my purpose. That made me feel good. That made me feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. That's what God gave me to pour in and, and to, to help others. Um, so I definitely didn't want to leave that when I left the core. So decided to become a life coach. I'm a certified life coach. Um, and my specialty is communications. We speak to everyone every single day. What, what, what the Bible say, hey, the death and life lies in the power of your own tongue. So when we speak, we speak life into people. We persuade people to, to, to you know, every time it's time for me to go home, I'm, hey, mom, <laughs> you know, that, that banana pudding that, that I love that you always make. Hey, honey, you know, you think you can hook a sister up? I'll be home soon, right? So it's just our communication. We don't realize how much and how much of an impact that we have with our words and with our voices, so I wanted to make sure that I continue to walk in my purpose by helping people and also to help them amplify what's inside of them, being able to speak to their gifts. We have so many unopened gifts. So it's like you, you know, you're, 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 you're giving us a gift with your podcast, with your voice, with your message, with the people that you bring on. I spoke to some, um, some military wives. I did a, um, I was a guest speaker for, um, there's their little not little for their uh their events a couple weeks ago ow it was so good it was so good i really enjoyed myself but i was letting them know how much more that they were than just a military spouse so sometimes we're walking around with all these gifts and we don't realize what we have inside we got these boxes big old beautiful boxes with bowls and glitter they're all purple and pink and black or whatever color and the lids are on. You're so gifted. You maybe, you know, people come to you all the time and they ask for your advice. You can be consulting, you can be coaching. You, you're great with kids. Instead of applying to the next daycare, you can start your own daycare. There are so many gifts that we walk around inside. And I wanted to help people pull those out and amplify them and give them to the world. Look, if we have something good. We are obligated to share it, obligated to give it, and obligated to help heal and inspire others with what we have. And that is what I want to do. You are such an effective motivator and an effective speaker. How did you become like an effective speaker? Because you have no ums, you're not start start see stuttering over <laughs> your words. <laughs> How did you become such an effective speaker? in the way you that you are right now well thank you well i so for one i taught speaking in the core 
So that was definitely one thing that, um, you know, I know that I'm good at. That's a, a gift that God gave me. Um, I love being on the platform. I love speaking to other people. So I've done it pretty much throughout my whole career. So for the past 20 years, you know, in, in, the, in any branch of the military, you're, you're thrown in leadership positions, whether you think you're ready or not. <laughs> you got a brief? Oh, yeah, no, so-so can give it. Oh, no, no, oh, go ahead and let him do it. She can do it. He can do it. So throughout my time, I pushed myself even more to be able to get up on a stage or get on a platform. So that's, that's what that is, being able to teach it because I taught it in the core, but also it giving me life by doing it. So that motivates me to do it even more. Outstanding. So what is one of the main frustrations that your clients have? A good, well, one of their main frustrations, a lot of, a lot of people get nervous, which I think is kind of like the, kind of that, that's the norm, right? With a lot of people, when they think about public speaking, a lot of people don't realize that they have a story and that their voice really can carry an impact and influence others. We think that just because it was our life that it won't help to heal someone else. Oh, no, 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 ma'am, no, sir. Yes, <laughs> because our struggles have brought us together. Um, you and I spoke and we talked about growing up and different things that we've experienced. And after we start talking, I'm like, man, wow, we have a whole bunch in common. But, and that's just it. When we don't communicate, when we don't talk to people, and I call it below the surface communication. We talk to people on the surface. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How your mama doing? How your mama doing? But we don't take the time to actually get to know people below the surface. And when we do that, we find that we have so much in common and that our stories are so powerful that we need to share them. We have, a, we have an opportunity to help to heal and inspire someone. And with your story, you can do that. So you have more to offer. And it starts with who you are with that story. Being vulnerable and telling people your story is a superpower. Yes, it is. I, um, I in fact, I was influenced. I, I, the person that really changed my life was this guy named Dr. Eric Thomas. He also goes by ET, the hip hop preacher. And he tells about how he ate out of garbage cans, how he slept in abandoned buildings, how he was just homeless and how he like snuck into his girlfriend's room to, to uh, sleep at her house at night. Like he tells about his struggles yes. and that makes his ascension to where he is now so much more impressive and so much more imp important for him to tell because it inspires folks like myself to get off of my bum and to rise to my potential. But it's not just that, but of course he's one of the most impressive speakers when it comes to speaking life into someone because yeah. he lets you know that know that truth from a soul level. Uh, he's definitely, definitely um, being inspired and by the creator and the creator comes through him yes. through his words and his energy and and that's exactly what you can uh that i'm sure you do with your clients as well mm, absolutely hey he's one of my favorites too he <laughs> really really is if you are having one of those days because we all have them you know i i i definitely try and uh, focus on the positive but there's sometimes when you you stub that toe and then you're late for work or, you know, the, the, the baby had an accident or something. And it just turns the day like, okay, my goodness, Lord, if, if it's not one thing, it's another. And you throw some ET on. You put some, put some Dr. Eric type Tom, Thomas on. Uh, and I'm telling you, it will change your spirit. It will change your mindset. And you're right, gratefulness. Just being able to understand that the breath that I'm breathing right now there's somebody that's not breathing right now. And to be able to put it into perspective, and he's so great at putting those words and putting it on you, that, that makes you realize that I'm, we, we are blessed by the best. So you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to keep going today. I'm going to keep going today. Absolutely. Yes, he's good. Blessed by the best. I love it. I love it. Oh, you got me hyped now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's, it's so... On the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope, who that can give you hope. 
but also we teach, uh, teach you a technique that can help you cope. And that technique is a neuro-linguistic programming technique called mental and emotional release. For those of, uh, for the people out there that are in the audience that don't know, don't know what neuro-linguistic programming it is, it's a, I call it a mental martial art. It's a group of techniques that can help you change your uh, perspective and shift your subconscious mind. It's a way that you can communicate with your heart and your subconscious mind in order to you, for you to get what you desire. And with mental and emotional release, we're going to be doing that today. Now, I got to let you all know, if you want to try this technique, please go to a certified practitioner of neurolinguistic programming. And Tamina, I want to let you know that I am not a therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a social worker. I am just an alternative to all those things to help with mental health. And I just tell you that uh, just for your fair warning. Now. Today, we are going to get rid, uh, or we're going to drop some baggage today. We're going to drop your baggage today, and we are going to get rid of the fear of the unknown. Please tell us about this fear of the unknown. Yeah, so um, with transitioning from the Marine Corps, I know for a fact that I have helped to inspire Marines. I've helped to help them speak better, get on different platforms to make good decisions, and now that I'm transitioning from the core to, we call them civilians, to regular people, to, to, to everyone else, that the non-military members, I want to make sure that I am able to do the same. So I am still, and, and I have, I've had clients, so, but I just want to make sure that I'm serving all of my clients at the highest level possible. So I, I got the validation from the military members. So now transitioning to the civilian side, that's where the fear of unknown is. I want to make sure that I'm helping them on each level, on the highest level, um, as I'm transitioning over to the to the other side. Hey Amen. So the unknown is, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Like there's not a, a um, there's not someone that I have to report to in order to tell me that I've done a good job. Uh, and there's also not boxes to check to tell me that I've done a good job. Exactly. Yes. Do you so do you see like that you need that type of structure in maybe your business in order for you to kind of validate like okay, I did what I was supposed to do in this moment? Oh, absolutely. You okay. know, and testimonials, you know, you want to get testimonials. Yeah. Um, and I do have some of those, of course, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so you, you definitely want to have that because if you're not doing something right, you need to know about it. Mm -hmm. Being an entrepreneur, you have to be vulnerable enough mm -hmm. you have to be open to honest feedback mm -hmm. you want to be asking for honest feedback that Amen. way you know because none of us start off perfect mm -hmm. and as we grow and go along the more feedback we get the more tweaks we can change and the more that we can help people on a higher level because we know what we need to fix along the way so very important a hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. So uh, let's go. Ahead. So how does that affect you in your business? This fear of the unknown. It affects me. Um, I think I would say with imposter syndrome sometimes. Yeah. Um, but not enough to make me quit. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You know. So yeah. there's there's uh. The, the mental resiliency from the military and the core and everything that I've been through yeah. has, it has developed me to know that the push and, 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 and my mission still moves forward, you know? So I think that there's just some imposter syndrome sometimes like, you know, Hey, okay. So I did this with Marines. Who am I now on the other side to help, you know, uh, a corporate uh, CEO or something like that. Right. As far as that, that's concerned. A hundred percent. So it's a different identity that you're tr like you're going through. You're transitioning to a different identity, something that you have been programmed. Like you say, you're doing a reprogramming on yourself. You've been programmed for this for the last 20 years. And now it's like going over to this other space and it's like, I know I got the juice. Yes. I know that I could like I'm an effective communicator. You're being coached by the best of the best too. Shout out to Myron Golden out there. Oh. What's up? Oh. <laughs> the, the coach of coaches out there. Coach of coaches. <laughs> <laughs> so you're being coached by the coaches, co uh, the coach of coaches out there. And you know that you have all the skills, all the ability, all the resources is just about like, OK, yeah. but but and, th and that one B.U.T. 
is knocking your B-U-T-T on his, on his <laughs> <laughs> knocking you on your B-U-T-T. The, yeah. the, um, the, it's the doubt. Yeah. And that small amount of doubt can cause a, a, a bit of anxiety. Yes. Um, it can cause a, not a procrastination, frustration like no other, right? Yeah. What else, what else does it cause? Um, slight discouragement at times, um, until I regroup, I have to, you know, recenter, like, you know what, uh-uh, nope, you got this. And I, I found myself more here, here lately stating and saying to myself, I can do this. I can do this. Just those four words, I can do this. And I, I find myself saying it by myself in front of my husband. I'm like, I can do this. And, and he vowed, yes, you can, babe. You got this. Yes. So, you know, when, when that discouragement comes through, I start talking to myself, start having that conversation, that, that, that reaffirming myself along the way too. So it, yeah, it, it happens. Let's foreshadow a little bit. How do you think it's going to feel to silence that negative voice in your mind? I'm a self-talk engineer. I help people get rid of that negative self-talk, release that negative self-talk so they can reach their highest potential. What do you think life is going to look like and how do you think it's going to feel when that voice is put on mute? Oh yeah, when that voice is put on mute, bro. Oh my goodness. There's there's no, you know, the, the doubts, the, the little small insecurities that try and creep in. That's when you, you kick them to the curb. Like, uh-uh, not today. Not today, Satan, not today. And we're going to spell that T-U-D-A-Y. Not today. You can go ahead with that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Where's Sweet Brown at, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, let's go ahead and get rid of that fear of the unknown today. Uh, so with, with the mental and emotional release process, it's a simple, systematic guided meditation. Uh, you All you have to do are three things. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Number two, you got to follow directions, which with your military background, I'm sure you're very good at. <laughs> <laughs> And number three, you have to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'm here to love and I'm going to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, we've created a timeline, I believe. Uh, your past can be to your left, to your right or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? Past is behind you. Where's your future? My future is in front of me. Perfect. Now, let's go ahead and get into it. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of the unknown today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt the fear of the unknown when you were just a little girl? I would say probably you say what age or, or what what experience both probably when we moved into we moved into my uncle's house because we were evicted from our apartment um and i, I think that was around 13. Mm. Can we can we go even younger than that? Let's go even younger. Let's go like third grade and younger, eight or younger, seven, eight, you know, seven, eight years old. Um, probably when I didn't know if I guess if my dad was gonna come back into my life. Mm -hmm. And that was around when I was I was young, probably around age four, five, something like that. Perfect. Yeah. Do you have a specific event in mind where you felt that way? Events. Um, yeah. Holidays. Mm, it's a good one. Holidays, Christmas. Christmas. And I, I didn't get phone calls or I didn't get, you know, it, it was never about the gifts. Yeah. Never about the material support. I needed the emotional support. So that's what I, I didn't, didn't receive. Mm -hmm. and I would say the holidays were when they kind of showed up more than not. 100%. His presence was the present. His presence was the present. 100%. That's a good one. So let's go ahead and get into it. You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax 
and let me know when you're ready to drop your baggage. Okay. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you first felt that fear of the unknown when you were just a little girl and it was a holiday and hover above, above that little girl, seeing her from a third person point of view. Let me know when you can see that event. I can see it. Now stay right there, don't move. Now just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can't preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? Focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. In fact, we can grow stronger and wiser and learn from their actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage or whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. What is something positive and empowering? You can tell yourself as that little girl and your father and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Awesome. Now, with your eyes closed and you looking at the event, tell me, what did you learn from the event? I learned that my father not being there was not my fault. Mm -hmm. Regardless, I am loved mm -hmm. and I deserve to be loved. Mm -hmm. I learned that comparing my life with my my friends' lives wasn't the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. They had their fathers in their lives. Mm -hmm. I would compare my life quite often. Mm -hmm. I learned that the hurt that I had allowed me to be who I am today. Mm -hmm. I learned that my father isn't perfect. My mother isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. that I'm grateful for their mistakes because I was mm -hmm. able to learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that little girl, that little the chocolate girl is, <laughs> is beautiful. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's right. That's right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're there. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, float deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Now just imagine floating there, weightless, in space. And ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? Disappeared. Awesome. 
float back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt that fear of the unknown from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip any event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of the unknown all the way back to now. Go. That's right. You can go ahead and flow down to your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Mm. Oh. Welcome back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what, what's that about? What you, what you, what you okay about over there? <laughs> What do you like about it? You know, it just allows you to be present with some of the hurt and the pain and realize that it's not hurting you or causing you that pain right here, right now. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with my father, that's been, that's been a long process that I've had to grow through as I've learned throughout the years and you know, even when you reiterate that, you know, hey, they're doing the best they can and, and no one's perfect and hurt people hurt people. Remember that it allows that perspective to be put in there and it allows you to forgive you because you're just at, you know, we're, we're, we're not a, a perfect human being. So you've made mistakes and probably unintentionally hurt people. <clears throat> Speaking of myself, right? Um so understanding how it's important to forgive others helps you to understand how important it is to forgive you. So, yeah. 100, 100. The, um, so let, let's go ahead and test it out. Uh, can you smell bacon? Can I smell bacon? <laughs> I asked that question to get your mind off the meditation. <laughs> like, can I smell bacon? <laughs> I wish I smelled some bacon. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion, that old fear? And see if you can find that old emotion, or you may find that you cannot. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm, good stuff. I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if it would have happened in the past, you would have felt the fear of the unknown, but it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. No. Yeah. Congratulations. You just released uh, a bunch of fear. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. So th those perspective changes, there are shifts that you were talking about earlier. What other perspective shifts that, that did you need in order to uh, get rid of this fear of the unknown? Um, I'd say understanding, the understanding of, of love. I think we put our own expectation and definition on what we think that looks like. Yeah. And when we, when we get let down along the way, which I have been let down along the way, um, I think I built a wall up because it's like, that's not love. That's my definition. My definition of love doesn't match your actions or, or you know, you leaving me or you not calling me or um, letting me know that you love me. So understanding and, and kind of going back into the expectations that we have as, as a people sometimes and, and how we give those labels to other people in our lives, um, it's important to to take a step back sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The the it kind of um, built. It seems like it built a little a bit of empathy and compassion for yourself to others and for yeah. yourself as well. Mm. Which, in the long run, that empathy is what's needed to in order to be patient mm -hmm. with other people in order to be. Um, in, in order for you to 
allow someone to go through whatever they need to go through in order to grow. Yes, absolutely. You know I mean, absolutely. absolutely. And also it, it's a challenge. It, it gives us a challenge to make sure that we communicate effectively, especially when it comes to love. Mm, when it comes to love, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to our own being comes to business, communicate business, mm-hmm. everything, everything so important. We, we have, I did an IG live the other day about teaching others or no teaching yourself how to treat yourself. Mm. We mm. don't even treat ourselves good. Real so we have to teach ourselves how to treat ourselves better. Yeah. And it, we have to communicate with ourselves positively, yeah. not negatively, yeah. as well as communicating with others. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what, uh, how do you tell, tell us about your perspective when it comes to your business now and um, the lack of confidence that you had before? Yeah, so I, I, I definitely enjoyed this exercise. Mm-hmm. It allows me to understand that you know the mistakes along the way are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Every, every L is a lesson. Mm-hmm. When you look at it like a positive lesson, you don't see it as an L. That's the different perspective that you know you, you're able to, to place on it now. Mm-hmm. After understanding, we're imperfect people. You know things happen. We 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 learn and grow along the way. So now even even more so in my business, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to serve at the highest level that I can. Mm-hmm. I will make mistakes along the way. I'll forgive myself. I'll forgive others. But I'm gonna show up for you. I'm gonna show up for them, and I'm gonna show up for me. Mm-hmm. You talked about a desire for validation uh, of some sorts earlier. Um, like uh, you want to tell us more about that now uh, that you've you know gone through the meditation. If if your perspective has changed or not. Oh, validating with though uh, with the new uh, niche of people. Mm. Um, mm. I would say. A little, for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> of course, more will come with with more testimonials, and once I get more more toes in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the mistakes I'm going to accept them when I make them. So, um, and and that'll happen the more that I I help even more people. The I see that, you know, due to your body language, the scratch behind the ear and closing of the arms, I see that there's more to the misty eye on that. I, I know that the fear of the unknown goes hand in hand with business. I've I've guided myself through the mental and emotional release process on many a days when I didn't get any leads and I wasn't getting the income that I desired to come in. Uh, I, uh, in my professional opinion. It, it, I think it also comes to with this new niche and you waiting for that those uh, testimonials to come in. It may be the fear of not being good enough as of yet. Oh yeah, yeah. that that's that's also one of the ones that we can let go of together as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, because yeah. it just you know it that, that that imposter syndrome comes from that. It's like. Like, am I that good? Am I good enough to be this coach? Am I good enough to lead that CEO, that executive, that that person to the, the, the place where they from the place that they are now to where they want to go? You know, it, yeah. it's it's it, I know I, I know I know I know with me not meeting my father, I took the, the, the I'm not good enough but came into so many different places within my life on every aspect of my life, whether it come to um, um, athletically, mentally, emotionally, within a relationship, within a friendship, and especially within my career and within my business. It's a a monster. (laughs) It is a monster. You know, Um, I I can't wait to help you out with that one as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. I got... We family. We family. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I told my business. <laughs> <laughs> what? <is it>? Hey. <laughs> what you say now? I said we family. We're oh. all family. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. And just like family, I got your back. I got your back. I want to see. I want to see you walk in more. Uh, I want to see you see God walk through you 
more and more all the time as time goes on. And for me to expedite that process um, and for you to work with Myron and for all that to come together, oh, like you're, you're going to be, you're already unstoppable. Let's just make you into that juggernaut that you truly are. Absolutely. Let's get sure. it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Any other. Uh, um, so like, where do you see your, your life now without this one fear, this fear of the unknown? Where do you see your life going without that fear and that, that bit of doubt? Um, definitely continue. So I, I, um, I love being on the platform speaking. Like mm-hmm. I said, I did a, a speaking engagement a couple of weeks ago. So I definitely see more speaking engagements mm-hmm. in my future, more podcasts in my future. Uh, just being able to spread my message yeah. even more in my future. I'm looking, just looking forward to to diving in even more head first. Mm. It's a journey. It's a journey. So I'm definitely looking forward to more of the journey. Gotcha. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment. I am so blessed, so blessed with all my heart and soul. I mean, this like that you have been on the podcast. Thanks again for your service. And please give the people out there uh, one more bit of advice. Yeah, so I think that the more that you sit and be present, just like today, and you mentioned it earlier, being present with your presence, which is what <laughs> I needed for my father, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sometimes we can we can be on the go so much mm-hmm. that we don't stop and realize the power that we have when we pause. There is power in your pause for your productivity. So yes. when you stop, you take a moment, you take life in, you take your blessings in, you take your lessons in, mm-hmm. it, it will supercharge you for your future. So uh, soak it up, be grateful. And, and, and let God love and bless on you and trust the process. <laughs> Amen. The creator's always great. The, and th- so thank you, Tamina. And thank you all out there for your attention and your support and your love. I love each and every one of you out there. Uh, if you are on Facebook and YouTube, please consider hitting the like, like and subscribe button. If you're on the podcast platform, subscribe and give a brother five stars and some feedback. Hey, you all take care of you out there, uh, yourselves out there. Until the next episode, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Peace.